Oh, I think. Oh, I think we're okay. I think we made it. Oh. Uh, no, hats. Look at this newspaper. It's three thousand and sixteen. Oh God. Overshot by thousand years. Oh man, we're in the future. We can see all kinds of stuff. No, no, that guy there, over there, with the scarf. Yeah. Yes, it's a time machine. A time machine? But I want to see the. I want to see the future. We are not missing an update. Ah, all right, fine. Get him. Hello everybody, welcome back to Farscape Rewatch, and it's the beginning of Season 3! Almost past the halfway point! Yeah, and we're back from our cold open that we... <laughs> You're fired! <laughs> you can't fire me! I think? Is that how that works? I don't know. I'm not sure anymore. <laughs> I spent too long in the cryogenic pod, I'm confused. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're back for Season 3, and I'm Kamal Hats, of course, and joining me is Red Nightmare, as always. Ooh, hope and you had a good two, three weeks. Yeah, we've taken our break, you know, we are refreshed and ready to go, and uh, yeah, we start off with season three. So, uh, this episode is called Season of Death, <laughs> which is an interesting title for uh, the first episode of a season. Yeah. We'll see yeah. how we go with that, but um, when the episode opens... There's a whole bunch of previously on, yeah, like they, it's it's the past like three or four episodes, or mm. the past couple of episodes of uh, season two, you know, with John take John's mind being taken over by the neural clone, you know, going to find the uh, diagnosis and you mm. know turning into Scorpius Crichton, you know, crashing down on Aaron, Aaron plunging into the ice and you know, dying mm -hmm. and stuff. And then Scorpius turning up while John's on the operating table, taking the chip, and leaving him for dead. So, yes. well, no, letting him live, actually, yes. specifically. I condemn you to live! Yeah, just so that he'll get very frustrated and angry. But that is where we uh, start off this episode. Because it's funny, because they do previously on Farscape, uh, which is Dargo saying that, and then it's like, and now on Farscape. And it just yes. launches straight into it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they're still in orbit of the... I guess the hospital planet where they were. Basically, no time has passed between the yeah, uh, end of season two and the start of season three. Yeah, it's immediately afterwards. Yeah, so what you've actually got is you've got uh, each member of the crew is actually talk talking to Pilot. You know, yeah. You know, um, have you heard anything from Tokot, the Doctor? And yeah, uh, have you heard anything from Tokot, the Doctor? Have you heard anything from Tokot? Tokot. Have you heard it? And Pilot at some point is like, can you all just shut up? No! If I hear anything, you'll be the first to know! He's very upset, of course. He's, yeah, very testy. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's Zan who says that, you know, Eren's death hit him really hard. Because, of course, they don't know that Scorpius is there, right? Mm -hmm. Because only John is aware of that. The Marauders or whatever it was came in on stealth trajectories and been all sneaky and stuff. Because, you know, they don't know. <laughs> there would have been a whole big fuss if they'd seen them coming. Mm -hmm. But uh, to that end, we go down and we see Lieutenant Braca and Grunchlick are still, like, at each other's... You know, he's gun to his throat and... Yeah. <laughs> at each other's throat? Well, more specifically, Braca is at Grunchlick's throat. This is true. With a gun. Yeah. And he says, you know, well, why did you hide from us? And he says, oh, it's just a precaution... Why, why, why were you using those guns? Hmm. And, but then he says that um, I want my payment. 
because I told you as soon as Crichton arrived. Uh, so he was son of a bitch, you gun slick. <laughs> he was double crossing them the whole time. Yeah, I mean, so, doesn't yeah. surprise me, but still. No, he sold them out. And uh, if you remember, Grunschlick is Toko's assistant, played by Morton Joe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, so he, yeah, he contacted Scorpius, which... So it's interesting because Crichton sent out a message when he was in the, the mo module under the clone's control. Mm -hmm. But Grunschlick also told Scorpius that they were there. Okay. I guess the extra message was redundant. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, well, it's not a huge deal. But then Scorpius uh, arrives and he says actually repeats what he said to um, Tokot in Daimi Dichotomy. He says, uh, if I were you, Grunchlik, I'd be trying to prove that I still serve a purpose. Yeah. Because, you know, I've got Crichton. You know, what, what do I need you for? Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's the lighting or something about this episode, but it might just be the lighting in the sets because we only saw Scorpius a little bit in the end of season two, but he seems even paler than usual. Yeah. I think it's just because it's the blue lighting of all the ice and stuff. Probably. I think in, other, in later scenes he looks more like Scorpius, but... I wonder if they change his makeup a little bit, but... Could uh, be. Yeah. I've also been thinking about that, but mm. it's, maybe later in the episode there's a few scenes I'm like, I haven't seen him do this before. But yeah, so he says, okay, the business is now finished, and he pulls out from uh, his pocket or whatever, he gets like the, oh God, yes. the chip... And it's got like a little base around it. Yeah, so there's brain attached. And Scorp he just puts it in his mouth and has a eats it. He just ow, hmm. Mm. And I needs more needs more salt. <laughs> he doesn't actually say that. Yeah, he just sort of licks it and like. It's creepy. It is exceptionally creepy. And uh, then we go and see John, who's still lying on the table, mm. and Tokot is next to him. And we you know we assume that Tokot was dead at the end of the last episode, but it's actually just kind of barely hanging on. Yeah, people not being dead is a thing these last few episodes. Yes. But then we actually go uh, get a flash into Crichton's brain. Yeah. He's standing at the lake that we saw him at again in the last episode. Who's also there, Hats? Harvey's there! And he's just as confused as the rest of us. Crichton says, well, how are you here? The chip is out of my head. You shouldn't be here. And Harvey says, I don't know. I don't know wh wh how I'm here. I don't want to be here. I did my job. Why am I still... I There's only one way to fix this, he says. You have to die. <laughs> yeah. Then we're both done. Then we both can just leave this behind. So, yeah, once Harvey is like, you have to die, we yeah. cut to titles. <laughs> so, this is actually something new here, because there are yeah. a new set of titles. They completely redid it. Yeah, they redid everything. So, they've got... Uh, we've got new music... Mm -hmm. We've got a new voiceover from John. Yep. And a few more people have been added to the opening credits. Yes. Uh, Goddard as uh, Stark is in there. Lani Tupu as Krace. And uh, Wayne Pigram as Scorpius. Yep. So Stark, Krace, and Scorpius are all now technically uh, regulars. Yep. And also, what I really like is the new uh, voiceover from John. Because he's not only he's talking about where he is, yeah. but he's also contemplating if he should go back, well, if he, he opens the door. He says, yeah, because it, it's interesting because there are actually basically two voiceovers laid over each other. Mm -hmm. There's one where John's kind of speaking normally and one that's a little bit more like whispered or like echo. It's like, my name's John Crichton. And then in the background, it's like, I'm lost. An astronaut shot through a wormhole, you mm -hmm. know, <laughs> and a distant part of the universe trying to stay alive aboard this ship, living ship. 
and yeah and it drops the uh being hunted by an insane military commander thing that we mm -hmm. had for the past two seasons and it's like i yeah i really like the the dialogue is or the, the how it's written it's like if you yeah. can hear me beware if i make it back will they follow if i open a door are you ready earth is unprepared helpless for the nightmares i've seen or should i stay protect my home not show them you exist but then you'll never know the wonders i've seen and then it goes like into the new theme yeah which, which i don't like I'm I'm okay with it. Like I yeah. I'm I like both I, of those themes to be no, honest. I like it's probably because I've been listening to it for two whole seasons <laughs> now that I'm biased to the other one. You'll get used to it. And there's a lot more sort of operatic noises like ha oh, and yeah. less I think less like intense drum beats really. Mm, that's it's probably it. I, I like I like I like me drums. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I like both of them. Okay. Um <laughs> That's fair. But yeah, it's interesting like they didn't change it up for season two, but here now in season three, it's like, boom, here we go. New uh, intro. Yeah, that was just like a nice thing to see. Because mm -hmm. I'd forgotten about like the second theme. <laughs> what, just like, oh, right, they did change it. <laughs> I didn't that. even know there was a second yeah, theme. Was, Hello, yeah. what's this? <laughs> I, do I do like the whole narration about yeah, John being like, do I need to go? Should I go back? I mean, if if I go back home now, that's going to have a lot of influence on the people on Earth. Yeah, and I think it definitely actually reflects the changes in John's character. Mm. Because uh, the opening of seasons one and two is still very much him talking as, like, a regular astronaut guy. Yeah. Like, I'm lost, help me. If anyone can hear me, you know, I'm being hunted by an insane military command. Like, now it's more like the John that we know, of who's a little bit more involved with all this and is less... Yeah astronaut guy all right so let's get on with uh, the rest of the episode oh, actually one very quick thing again in the titles there's a lot more shots of action because of the last few episodes of season two they're mm -hmm. able to put a lot more explosive action clips yep. in, in the opening which is really cool so <laughs> um anyway we come back and it's uh braca grunchlick and uh scorpius and you know braca's just like i'm just gonna shoot you yeah, it's like you have you serve no purpose. Nope, you're actually kind of useless. But then another peacekeeper turns up called Officer Cobran, and he says, uh, "Got a message from the command carrier. The battle ended successfully. Hey, uh, hey but the rendezvous has been delayed by five arms. Ooh. And Scorpius is not happy with this. No, he's mad. He's like, oh, uh. he seems worried actually. Yeah, because he says that Crichton's friends won't stay away that long." But they're like, we can deal with them. It's like, that's not what worries him. It says, that will alert Crace and Talon. And mm -hmm. that's what they have to worry about. Oh, yeah. That, that gunship is dangerous. Yeah. And Grunschlick says, oh, I've got a special private room. You might use a very private, you know. Still, uh -huh. he's trying to, you know, prove that he has a purpose. At that point, I would as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> what's, what, what is, you think is going to happen when he doesn't serve a purpose? Just, boop, go, goodbye. Problem solved. Yeah. And then we cut back to, again, in Crichton's head with uh, Harvey and Crichton. And, you know, doesn't know why he's there. It shouldn't be this way. But his death is the only way to separate them. He's trying to convince John to kill himself. Yeah. And I, lo I love how they're talking about, look, there's there's a season for for a life. And there's this, yes, I know, a season for things to die. And it's ah, like, uh, it's, season of death. It's there the it is. Title there it is. Of the episode. I get, hey, hmm. <laughs> and John's like, yeah, I know. I'm not dying yet. 
No, because he actually says, I thought you were supposed to protect me. And uh, Harvey says, well, Scorpius has the information. My job is finished. I don't have to do anything anymore. I'm going to retire. Yeah. <laughs> but he says, Scorpius won, so why bother continuing? Just end it now. You have no possibility of speech anymore. The only person you'll ever speak to again is me. Do you want to live your life like that? <laughs> yeah. <Whoa. laughs> I mean, that's not an attractive prospect, I have to nope. say. All right, so then the next scene we see is uh, Rigel, who's still actually down there, scooting around looking for Grunchlick. But uh, he hears Crichton screaming. And, of course, remember, Crichton's still strapped to the operating table with, like, the brain thing on so he can see his brain. And he still can't talk. And yeah. Rigel gets in there and he sees Toko on the floor and Crichton just screaming and so he calls up to Moya to get everybody else down there. Yeah, I think it's Zan, Stark and Dargo that are going down. Yeah, Zan, Stark and Dargo are going to go down. Dargo actually uh, sees Jothi and Chiana mm -hmm. in the uh, canteen and says, they're like, oh, we're coming too. And this Maybe. is becoming a habit for Dargo. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, you stay here. And, of course, both of them are pissed off about this. Yeah, they're actually... Once he's left, they are actually angry. Yeah, like but... Smashing things, throwing something. But, again, like you mentioned in Daimi Dichotomy... Or, actually, I think it was a few episodes before that, but um, he's got a point because if something happens, you need someone aboard Moya to make sure that everything's okay. Yeah. In this case, it's slightly less so because they're not yeah. expecting attack. It's just that he wants them here... So they can starburst away the moment something yeah, exactly. happens. And I get Dargo's thinking, like, look, we don't need to go there, f f all five of us, because that would be uh, taking too big of a risk. Yeah. However, he just tells them that they have to listen. It's like, do yeah, as I say. And I'm like, them... that's not going to work. Not on these two. No, definitely not. He's got some parenting skills to learn. I yeah. Have to say. <laughs> so everybody heads down to the planet to go and uh, find Crichton. So... <laughs> Again, with uh, Grunchlick and Scorpius now, he's asking him, you know, when was the last time you had contact with Moya? He says, not for over nine arms. And then they detect a transport leaving. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, hmm. We've got to move things along now. And Grunchlick says, let me talk to them. I will stall them. It's fine. I'll be okay. It'll be fine. I'll just... I'll, I'll say, say whatever you want. Yeah, I'll say anything you want. And I think Scorpius says, oh, how prudent of you. How prescient. Prescient, yes, that's the word. Thank you. Yeah, thank I you. I love that line. Because <laughs> Scorpius is standing behind him when he says that, and he says, how prescient of you. And then jabs something in his back. In his neck, yeah, he gets like a little neck. syringe, just thunk. And then puts on the little headset that we saw him wear uh, when he was going into Crichton's mind. Mm -hmm. And Grunchlick is in pain, he's yelling... And mm -hmm. Scorpius is just very calmly saying, you know, you know, very interesting species, you know, simple mind. <laughs> uh, Easily dominated. Yeah, and he actually is assuming direct control. Yeah, because <laughs> he starts moving his hand and slowly we see Grunchlick's hand also uh, synchronized yeah. with that. It looks really cool to see them both opening and closing that hand in sync. Yeah, so like he must have put a similar sort of neurochip inside Grunchlick's head. I, th I think the the thing he uses is actually the same we see in yeah, the flashbacks. Yeah, 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 definitely. And so, right, now he is in control of Grunchlick. All right, yep. sure, let's see where this goes. It must have done that with a mirror, by the way. I I assume something like that, or just direction off, off screen, just like go up and then up. 
wonder how many takes. That, yeah, that, they could have done that as well. Somebody else opening that, closing the hand, and they just syncing up to that person. Yeah, could be something like that. But Zan, Dargo, and Sock arrive down on the planet. They just go straight to the surgery room with Crichton, and <laughs> Rigel is giving Tokot mouth to mouth when we mm-hmm. come in, and he's just like taking big breaths and like, <gasps> it's like this is not working. He's like, you take over, no, you do it. And he says, I did what you wanted me to do. I turned on the biological neutralizing field so that there won't be any diseases or anything. Mm-hmm. But they managed to get Tokop breathing. And he just says very simply, just says, Scorpius. And they're uh, like, uh-oh. Oh, no. And they radio back up to uh, Krace. And he says, oh, they must have come in on a stealth trajectory. Because if a command carrier was there, they would know about it. They wouldn't have been I mean, able that's... to hide that. <laughs> It's kind of hard to miss. Yeah, and then we cut back again to Scorpius and Grunslick, and you know he's now fully in control and talking through him, actually, because Scorpius is sitting down in a chair, sort of lying back, and Grunslick is walking around saying, "Ah, yes, uh, Braca, give me your gun." And he Braca, looks, give me your gun. Give me your gun. And it looks at him and looks at Scorpius and says, like, "Yeah." And so he gives uh, Grunslick the gun. And which Scorpius makes him turn it on himself and shoot in the shoot himself in the arm. Yeah, and he doesn't. Oh. Like, ah, there we go. And the I mean the reason for that is not just to you know hurt Grunschlick, but the next scene we actually see is uh, Grunschlick like collapsed in the corridor holding his arm. Yeah, and of course Scorpius is in control. Dargo finds him, and he says, I'm, "Scorpius is gone. He came in. He's he's left. He's shot me. Oh no." Yeah. Uh, you sure he's left? Yeah, I'm absolutely sure. 100% sure he's definitely not here. 100%. How, how would Grunchlick even know that well, if he's been sitting there Don't all worry. this time? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Again, of course, you've got that dramatic irony of like, No, Dargo, he's oh. lying to you. Oh. Don't listen to him. But um, we go back to the operating room. and mm-hmm. Right, so here's the thing. Crichton's speech has not been restored. No. You know, he's still slurring every word. He can't actually talk properly. And there is a possibility that they can actually fix it if they use donor material from uh, one of the frozen corpses or bodies that they have lying about. That are very similar to humans, I think. Yeah, but Stark is saying that Cryo wouldn't want it done if it would hurt anybody else. Yeah. And they're having an argument, again, you know, similar to the last episode of, you know, these people aren't dead, dead, you're keeping them to harvest organs, and wow, this isn't yeah. right, it's against natural uh, they're order. They're technically dead. Yeah, and Stark says actually that they're stuck between realms, and he can hear them screaming in his head, and it's like, it's not right. Yeah, we'll come back to that a bit later, because in the later scene he talks about that as well, and I want to dive into something interesting yeah. about that. But Dargo says Crichton needs help, and uh, now that they've stabilized Tokot, they said, um, you know, what can you do? And says, you could try a neural transplant... But it would use up a donor. Yeah, and Stark's uh, like, Crichton wouldn't want that. And then Grunschlick, who's, I mean, Grunschlick is with them at this point. He's come with them to the surgery and says, it might not even work. Dargo says, you know, we need to know what Crichton wants. Okay, we need to know what Crichton wants to do. This is important. The only way to do that, though, is for Zan to share unity with him. Yeah, and she's like, no. Uh, I'm not going back in there. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, actually. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you remember what happened last time. Yeah, she's like, I can't do that. That doesn't work. That that would end badly. But it says, we have to know. We need to know what Crichton wants. So reluctantly, Zan goes for it. And they say, you know, the chip's out of his head, so the clone shouldn't be there. The evil should be gone. It's not. I, was, I mean, yeah, as far as they know, that that's what they figure should happen. 
Yeah. So Zan you know, puts her head against uh, Crichton's, initiates unity with him, and finds out that Harvey is still there. Yeah, she hears Harvey and John at some point over... Well, overrides him, and Crichton says, go away, there's no point, there's nothing you can do. No. And so she breaks unity, and she's upset again, she's crying, she says, no, it's still there, the clone is still in his head. Dargo's like, what? How? How? It didn't work. And Tokot says, you know, neural bleed? Something like yeah. that? Basically, it's been in his head for so long that the personality of Harvey has written itself onto John's brain such that even with everything removed, is still in there. He basically installed a backup. Well, sort in John's of. Brain, it's more like a, it's more like a data ghost or something. You know, it's like just mm. it's a side effect. It's not supposed to happen. You can tell it's not supposed to happen because I mean, first of all, Harvey didn't expect it to, but also Grunschlick, remember, who's being controlled by yeah. Scorpius, uh, is like, oh, it must be neural bleed. And then what well, kind of behind everyone else's back, he sort of does like a. Hmm, interesting. Just, yeah, just like yeah, Scorpius, yeah. I heard that, and it's like, wait a second, that's, that's the one moment you see Scorpius through that. It's yeah. Like, interesting. <laughs> but yeah, so it's important, actually, that Scorpius knows that Harvey is still in there. Yeah. And I wonder if he will use that to his advantage. Who knows? I guess so. I'm getting the idea that he's no longer in contact no. with the clone in any way, so that might not be as easily exploitable. Yeah, anymore. who knows? But yeah, so Crichton kind of has been saying, you know, there's no point, don't bother, I want to die. Yeah. But Dargo, again, is like, we'll not lose someone else, we've already lost Aaron. Yeah, and I, I find it devilishly evil that Scorpius, through Gunschlick, hmm. convinces Sam, like, look, you know what he said, and you know the others won't have the strength to do it. And so he gives her a poison or something that should kill him quite quickly. And she just goes in and she's like, okay, well, fine, not, not cheerfully. Yeah, but Stark actually stops her in time and it's like, no, no, he wants to die. So, yeah, Dargo ejects both of them. He says, right, Zan, Gronschlik, get out of here. Hmm. Right, we're not losing Crichton. And he tells Toko, it's like, restore Crichton's speech. But Toko says, you know, Crichton didn't want any harm to come to donors. And Stark says, well, you're the one harming them. I can hear them screaming in my head. No and, pain. Yeah, but there's... In, they've got a cryogenic pod in the lab that they were going to yeah. use. It's actually an Enteron is the name of the species yeah. that they found. Uh, but Stark like grabs the thing that uh, Zam was going to use on Crichton and like opens up the pod and injects that the guy in there. It's like no more suffering, and he actually that yells out in pain. You can hear the person scream. Yeah, and collapses, and it's like that was the donor man. And jo John is like no. And Stark says, that was mercy. Their pain was greater than yours. And Yeah. I find this interesting. Because we have, in this world, in this universe, we know for a fact that there is an afterlife. Yeah, or some That's kind of spiritual realm of something. Or at least something akin to a soul. So keeping somebody just before the moment that they die preserved mm. would mean that they're basically stuck. Yeah, so this That's is... without the release. Which I'm glad they actually touched on. And that Stark is like, no, no, this is wrong, and specifically for this reason. Yeah, we do actually have like that expansion. It, it, it is examined in some amount of detail. Mm -hmm. Not just, it's still very vague, but it's like, no, we have these people who are not, who don't just believe in this stuff, but actually can affect it and have all these things going on. We've seen it happen in several episodes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dargo has been involved in that. Yeah, I mean, like we've said, definitely. 
like we said before, like Farscape is very much in the science fantasy side of sci-fi, yep. which is totally fine. So Dargo says, okay, right, we're going to do this. Crichton starts mumbling, and Dargo says, and as for you... Like, Pointing he, at Stark. He does, yeah, he looks at Stark, and it's like, do not make me tongue you. <laughs> it's just like, um, are we, are we really not doing phrasing anymore? Because <laughs> I was for one moment... I thought he was pointing at John. I was like, why the hell do you no, want to no. out with him? And, and on the second viewing, I realized what he meant with tongue. I was like, oh, right, that's the thing Lexington Flick it out, do. yeah. But no, right. I, uh, watching it back, he's pretty clearly like, looking at Stark because Stark had just like, injected, like, do not make me tongue you. So they are actually going to go ahead with some surgery to try and fix John. Yeah. So Zan has gone off with Grunchlick. She's going to go meditate. But uh, Crace gets in contact with her, and actually Grunschlick grabs the comms on her and says, Hey, you should go chase Scorpius. As the trailer's called. And he also says, We're not leaving without Aaron's body. Yeah. And uh, Grunschlick says, Oh, okay, well, Zan can take it up to you then. On the next. Basically, you know, Scorpius is controlling Grunschlick, we know that. He's trying to get Crace to leave. He's not being very subtle about it. No, not really, no. Because <laughs> uh, also, it sounds like, No, I don't want him. And then he. Grunchlick covers the communicator and is like, look, I want that Yahoo gone off my planet. I don't trust him. Mm. But Zan says she's not up to taking Aaron's body up to Christ by herself. Yeah. So uh, once, when... once they all leave, they'll take Aaron's body with them. Yeah, once everyone's gone. And then I love that we cut to Scorpius. Actual Scorpius is like, if you leave. <laughs> I was initially worried, like, no, wait, make sure Grunchlick isn't saying that. <laughs> if you Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry, did I say that out loud? Whoopsie daisy. <laughs> but no, like, yeah, it's funny because when you see him controlling Grunchlick, he's sort of muttering under his breath a little bit of what he's saying. Mm -hmm. Or even sometimes he's just sitting there with his eyes closed. So, you know, when he says something out loud, it must be. It's got to be him. Yeah. That's good. Right, so we go back up to Moya, and we go see Jothi and Chiana, who are cooking, and, <laughs> yeah, so... Are they baking buns? Well, okay, they're cooking something. Not, not exactly. You're no, right. they're cooking, they get close to one another, and they start arguing. They're both like, don't tell me what to do, I'll do what I want, and they get angry with each other, and they get very close to each other, they embrace each other, and she starts kind of, you know, putting the moves on a little bit, yeah. and then they're like, oh, no, we shouldn't do this. It's like, well, I do what I want to do. And in this scene, actually, Jothi is very similar to Dargo. He has a lot of Dargo's yeah, oh, yeah. mannerisms. Oh, yeah. It was like, don't make me do the thing, or like, no, I will not do the thing, <laughs> or whatever it is. He's uh, very headstrong, and, you know, they actually do have a lot in common, both these people yeah yeah um because dargo is one of the things they have in common yeah cheating on dargo is one of the things they I have mean, in common I, that, hmm. <laughs> i'm not quite sure that works in you know dargo. what i mean i know what you mean you know because, what i mean because the things escalate and they actually they embrace each other they kiss and uh we fade away frell them uh, it's not a nice thing to, it's a horrible thing to do yeah i mean so Here's the thing. Like I've said before, people on board Moya, the crew, are not wholly nice people. Ooh. And they're both of them, I think, feeling... Yes. No, they're just angry at Dargo, I think. 
Uh, and yeah, that's probably fair. And Chiana is like not sure about her. Remember, because Dargo wants to settle down, she definitely doesn't want to settle down, but mm-hmm. she still loves Dargo, always uh, in a relationship with him, but she's, you know, not sure of where she wants to go and what she wants to do. She wants to, you know, live loud, like they said, and not settle down on a farm. And neither does Jothy, you know, he doesn't want to do that either. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a good thing, but that's where we are. That's what they're doing. Yep. I can't imagine this will end well. Let's put it that way. No, it won't. <laughs> so, then we go back again down to Tokot and Crichton. And, okay, so I have a slight problem with this in that Tokot has tried to fix Crichton's speech. Yeah. And it worked. And he comes back so not we're not sure if this will even work. And, you know, we killed that donor, so we had to do some other stuff. And it's like, and then Crichton just sits up and starts just... And then he's able to talk. I mean, he he is still talking in very minimalistic words. Yeah, but like he's still, but it's I, it's jump, way too quick. I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but a few scenes later, he's back to his normal self. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess that makes sense. They didn't uh, didn't have the time to stretch that out. Yeah, but. but it's like they have this whole thing about oh no, we're not sure if this is going to work. Oh no, that donor's dead. Oh, this is going to be a huge problem. And then like a couple scenes later, he's fine. It's oh, like, I I ooh oh, there would have been a way better way of doing this. We'll talk about that at the end of the episode. I just realized something really cool they could have done here. Okay. Maybe it would have, would have been too much, but anyway. Yeah. It's also a, really, it's a funny thing because they fixed it and uh, Crichton's sitting up now and Toko is leaving and Doug's like, where are you going? He's like, excrete. It's like he's going <laughs> he to the... To, he needs to pee. He's going to the toilet. It's like, all right, thanks, script. I guess we needed to know that. That's sure. <laughs> I always sure, love right. with these things because... No character ever goes to the toilet unless it's irrelevant. And I like in this case, like, look, I just need to pee. I'm, like, I've been right. It's been a long day. Okay, it's been busy. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you know that makes sense. Of course, these creatures would have to. I mean, <laughs> release waste as well. Everyone's got to go to the bathroom at some point. <laughs> anyway, Dargo and Crichton are talking to each other, and Crichton says that Aaron's gone. Yeah. So I, I don't want to live. I'm, I want to die. And. Dargo says, Erin would want you to keep fighting. Yeah, because she she died so you could live. Yeah, and, you know, Scorpius is in my head and he's telling me to die. Stark says, well, the Scorpius in your head's only a remnant. You're in control. You need to show who's boss. Yeah. And I love this next scene oh, in Crichton's so head. Good. So we go back to, you know, inside his head at the lake. Mm-hmm. Harvey's like... You must end this, John. He's like, nope, Harvey, the rules are different now. Like, I'm in control here, and I'm going to make some rules. No, it's way better, because first, John asks, like, why didn't you kill me? You've stopped my heart before. Why didn't you do it now? Yeah, you stopped my brain function cold. It's like, you don't have the power to do that. I'm in control here. He just grabs Scorpius, puts his arm around his shoulder, and is like, we're going to make some new ground rules around here. (laughs) You got that? And he just grabs him, shoves him away, and actually, he shoves him from one scene to the next into uh, what seems like a warehouse. Yeah, there's some stuff around there. and the, he's, he's in the different clothes, actually. He's like yeah. a black sh- t-shirt and like... Uh, Pants. Th- tr- yeah, on and... Trousers. Yeah, trousers on. And, he's just, and then he's like, right, we're going to make some rules. And he just starts punching <laughs> Harvey. And Harvey looks so flabbergasted. And he's he's like, like, what <laughs> the hell is happening to me? 
like the difference in expression of God, like Wayne Pigram as Harvey now, he's got that like terrified look on his face, like, what like, the hell's happening to me? It's so different from like the calm, collected Scorpius we've seen. And it's he's so like, good. he's still trying to put up a fight. He's like, I'm, I'm warning you, Crichton. And he just beats him up, punches him again. And I love this, like this little bit of uh, yeah. like Scorpius, well, like Harvey sort of picks himself up a bit and he starts to he like puts his dukes up <laughs> and like moves his fist around it's like I'm warning you Crichton uh, and Joel's like no 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 and he just starts spit, slowly spinning around not even caring that he's showing his back to Scorpius because Scorpius that's probably mentally speaking the best he can do put his dukes up <laughs> he can't actually throw a punch anymore and, just, and John's just like what, just like you said out with the old in with the new and pound and it's like I think yeah, she said, this is for Aaron and like biff Biff, it gets even, it gets better because at some point he says like gotta get a hell yeah and there's just an the sound of an audience <laughs> going, like hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> and for those know the know that is a hundred percent that is a rest that is a Stone Cold Steve Austin thing <laughs> can I get a hell yeah hell <laughs> yeah it makes so much sense considering they're in Crichton's head he can do whatever the hell he wants in there and then so he's punching uh, Harvey then he picks him up and like throws him into a dumpster and like yeah. jumps on top of the dumpster and like closes it down and it's like yeah yeah he, he jumps up sits down on it it's like the yeah. jump to sit and it's like and you can hear the audience do that with him <laughs> it's great i love that scene it's just him beating the crap out of harvey and during the fight i also like how he says pray for your soul Har if you have one harvey and pray for that of aaron's son yeah and he just punches oh it's it's great i love it it's great he just throws in distances you shouldn't be able to do it's <laughs> so great yeah all right so um back in uh, the real world with everybody else tokot is sort of wandering about and detects there's an auto release on one of the cryogenic pods that's weird oh full recovery huh. that can that can't right be right no he contacts grunschlick who's uh, with scorpius yeah he's uh, scorpius isn't in control right now no, he says, uh, let me deal with it, Doc. No, it's fine. I'll deal with it. And oh, Just stay away, Doc. Stay away. But he's not. He just keeps going, approaching the cryogenic pod. So, no, get out of there, Doc. Let me deal with it. It's fine. It's, it's, it's a malfunction. Leave. Get out. And the reason he's telling them to do that is because the pod opens, and it's a Scarron inside. Yep. And the Scarron basically sticks out his hand and fries Tokot. Brain. Yeah, so Tokot is now dead. Grinchlick tried to save him. Yeah, that's why. To him, I guess. Yeah, so Scorpius is like, okay, why is there a Scarron here? And Grinchlick's like, frell you, I'm not telling. I'm not going to tell you about that. And then, of course, he takes control again. God, this... Oh, mm. It's so cruel, and it's kind of brilliant. Scorpius says, you have two options with that mouth. You can either speak to me... Or, and he walks over to his mind control thing, puts it on, takes yeah. control of Grunchlick, has Grunchlick put his finger in his mouth, and bite it off. Bite the tip off his finger, yeah. And then he says, that's the second. <laughs> and Grunchlick is obviously like, oh! clutching his hands like, ah! and then sort of grimacingly tells Scorpius why. He says, no secret that the Scarons are after you, and the Scarons offered him money to keep one of them hidden until Scorpius arrived. Because they, they expected they... Scorpius to come back for a checkup. Yeah, because they found out that this is where he got his cooling system installed. And he took the money from the Scarons in advance. 
Yes. And he says, and I don't know if this is true or not, but whatever. He says, you know, I was going to keep them frozen the whole time anyway. Just take their money in advance, you know. Yeah, I, w I like what he does, what he says. Just like, I was planning on keeping him frozen the entire time. When I saw you guys arriving, I put him on a three-hour timer in case you wouldn't play nice. Yeah, because the peacekeepers came in all guns blazing, and remember, Grunstrickers owed money, and like if Scorpius had paid up, then he would have turned yeah. off the timer. Just turn that timer right back off. And now, I like that Grunstrick just walks up to Scorpius and says, I hope he kills you slowly. <laughs> I, I love the planning on, from Grunstrick on this. It's like, clever. Very clever. Yeah, very savvy. Ah, alright, so now we've got a whole additional problem. We've got a Scarron to deal with. I love it when they pile up problems. <laughs> alright, so, speaking of problems, we now go back to Chiana and Jothi, who are getting dressed. Mm -hmm. Infer from that what you will. Frail them. <laughs> That's, this is not okay. This is not okay. <laughs> anyway, Rigel uh, enters and... It's like, why is the room such a mess? And they're both like frantically like, uh, 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 uh. uh, uh. They also said, I think before he enters, like, if, uh, or Jothy says, like, if my dad finds out, he's gonna kill us. It's like, <laughs> yeah, no shit, you think, Jothy? Yeah, what? You maybe, th maybe should have thought of that before. Less shock. Before you had sex with his girlfriend. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. This is, mm. But um, anyway. Rigel is like, yeah, why is this a mess? And they say, oh, we were cooking the thing and the pan exploded and we're tidying up now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that they give her, do you, do you want, do you want this? Uh, Rigel's slightly surprised by this. It's like, oh, you exploded one of those things. And they give him a plate and Rigel's like, well, I'll go eat this for somewhere where there isn't exploding cutlery around. <laughs> and he says it in such a way that I'm convinced he knows what actually happened. Uh, maybe. I'm not, it's not, you know, it's not explicit. It's very possible. <laughs> you know, Rigel's been around. I'm sure he knows this sort of thing when he sees it. It could go either way, but it's clear that Rigel might know exactly what happened. And he's like, I'm going to file that away for later. <laughs> Meanwhile, we, we go again, cut back down to Braca, Scorpius, and Grunschlick. And uh, Braca's looking through a hologram of the uh, facility that they're in and says, okay, so, you know, Crichton and Dargo are here and Stark and Dan are here and like okay what we need to do then is so Scorpius says we're going to send uh, we're going to send Grunchlick to the Scarron we're going to send yeah. him there what I also like is that the pi the Marauder pilot who we've seen in a few scenes with them here's like uh, oh, I'll, uh, do you want me to take out Scarron sir cocky little assholes like yeah. Grunchlick's like it's pretty clear that kid hasn't fought a <laughs> Scarron before has he uh, no have you Grunchlick <laughs> oh, it's great. I love that line. And he's like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to go uh, after the Scarron. So, yeah, Scorpius mm -hmm. puts himself back in control. Yeah. Right. So. Like, hey, let's, let, let's use a disposable body for this. And so now we go back to Crichton, Stark, and Dargo. And Crichton's mm -hmm. kind of come to after being in his head, you know, for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And says, I beat the clone. I did it. How did you know that would work, Stark? And he says, oh, I didn't. I just thought it sounded good. <laughs> Which is such a great line. <laughs> That's exactly how Stark does some, some of these things. It's like, I'll bluff my way through. Yeah. It'll work. <laughs> I don't know. It just it sounded good at the time. Yeah. Lucked into it being the right thing to do. Sense of drama, I guess, helps. Yeah, yeah. So now they go to get Zan so they can get out of there. And, you know, we need to just book it get away 
because we know that uh, something's up. So, meanwhile, now Grunslick has gone to find the Scarron and talking to the Scarron, who's like, where's Scorpius? You know, where is he? And um, Grunslick says, well, uh, he's not here. And he's like, well, why am I awake then? It's like, well, we got John Crichton. Like, you know who that is? And he's yes. Like, mm. He's uh, Scorpion is obsessed with him for some reason. We want to find out why. And it's like, maybe you'll take that instead. It's like, uh, mm. Where is he? This is in surgery. And Scarron says, are you lying? And um, he, does. he does the, you know, the Scarron mind trick thing mm-hmm. of like... Putting the heat on your brain. Basically. Yeah, basically. It's, it's almost torture. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And Grunstick is able to deny. I think the reason he's able to say it's not the case is because Scorpius is controlling him. Possibly. We've seen somebody else resist this before. Yeah. I th- In uh, Look at the Princess, the th- um, Peacekeeper spy. She was also able to basically say, I was wondering if you were wearing that for our wedding. So it's, it's apparently you can be con- trained to resist scaring interrogation. Actually, in the scene, what actually happens is we do cut between Grunschlick being mind-tortured yeah. uh, or whatever and Scorpius controlling him. Yeah. So it's like, I, I'm pretty sure what they're going for is like Scorpius is able to uh, use his influence to like make Grunschlick say what he wants, even under duress. So. Yeah, that's pretty much what I, what I took as well. It's, I, it's either torture where you can lie, it's just dangerous, or it's like actual, mind like, reading that mind you reading, might be yeah. able to resist against. Yeah, and so the Scarron believes Grunschlick and says, right, and he actually just uh, stuffs him in a pod. <laughs> puts him like, in. I might need you later. And then he goes after Crichton. So, yep. Scorpius then uh, says to the pilot, who is Officer Cobra, and says, "Okay, we need to get uh, our information to the command carrier. Uh, we have vital information for the Peacekeeper Command. So, your piloting skills will be tested soon." Because he actually says, "Like, you know, you think you can get us out of here?" He says, "Oh, I was rated uh, top of my class. Well, I got ninety-nine point nine percent. Yes." Scorpius, like, smarmy little bastard. It's like, "Well, your skills will be tested soon enough." So. Uh, we go back now to see Zan, who's... Actually, she's by Aaron's pod, I believe. Mm-hmm. They're talking to Stark. It's like, wait, I mean, I can sense something here. She's not actually fully dead. No, and she can see on the indicators that, sh- that it's keeping her vital signs alive. Yeah, so Stark says, well, maybe Grunstick was planning to keep her as a donor, and oh, that's not okay, and... Mm-hmm. Not, I wouldn't put him past him, and I agree with Stark on that one. Yeah, definitely. But Zan clearly is getting an idea here, and says maybe we can do something. And it says, but Toko couldn't save her. And Zan says, well, Toko's gifts couldn't, but maybe we can. Yeah, and with I'm, the spiritual side of things. Stark lo- walks to the pod, hmm. puts his head against us. Like I could hear the other people in the pods. I can't hear her anymore. Even if she's not in- entirely dead, her soul is too far gone. And yeah, any attempt to reach it would be dangerous. Yeah. And Zan says, you're probably right. And then yeah. punches Stark out. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's clear, like, throughout all of the scenes that Zan has been in in this episode, she's been very upset and still grieving over Aaron. And so now it's like she wants to do something. She feels it's very wrong that Aaron died for, for all of this. Yeah, she's like, if I can, I should at least try. Yeah, even if it is dangerous. And she punches out Stark and clearly is going to go ahead with it. But we don't see that right now. We actually nope. go, again, the Scarron is walking through corridors. 
and I love this. So like Dargo and Crichton are going to leave uh, from the surgery room. Yeah, they're trying to contact Zana Starks. Like, why aren't they picking up? So they go to open the doors. Open the door, and on the other side is the Scarron. It's like, oh, retreat. Okay. It's like, oh, okay, close the door, close it again. <laughs> it's like, nope, let's not go that way. That's <laughs> we always compare this to D and D. Yeah, a little that's bit. like when you say, like, I open this door. There's a dragon on the other side. I close the door. <laughs> close the door immediately. Um, <laughs> so they're like, okay, we've got to get out of it. Is there another way out? And um, there's a there's a back door that uh, they open, and it just blasts in all cold air and snow. Yeah. And uh, as this happens, we see that the door into the surgery is being heated up. Like, yeah, it's basically to, welding it open almost uh, by the scarron. And so they're like. Dog is like, oh no, I'm not like the cold. I'm not going there. <laughs> I like this. John just says, okay, fry, fry or freeze. Take your pick. And they're like, uh, freeze, freeze. Okay, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I love these two together. It's great. Yeah, they, they they've become a good duo. So they get out of there. They go out the back way through the snow, and it's a heavy sort of blizzard. And mm-hmm. they're like, what do we do? What's the plan? It's like, okay, we get the Garen to follow us and see how he likes the cold. What, what, what if he likes the cold? And it's like, okay, one plan at a time. <laughs> that's actually Dargo with that plan, yeah. by the way. Again, again, that's a very... I, I, I feel like that's a very D&D thing as well. It's like, but what if this is? Like, one plan at a time, okay? <laughs> I also love how it's something John could have said. Yeah. <laughs> They're definitely rubbing off on each other. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Scarons are reptiles or lizards, so they clearly don't do well in the cold. And they they're very heat-based. Heat. Yeah, exactly. So basically t- putting them in a very cold environment might take those abilities away. Yeah, so it's a solid plan, but they're probably going to freeze as well, so <laughs> we'll see. Eh, it's the, the hoping he freezes faster. Exactly, so see who freezes first. <laughs> That's what it is. All right, so then we go to see Zan again, and mm-hmm. again... Stark's unconscious, and she's like, I'm sorry, but I need your energy, or I need your help. And yeah, so she, and I know you wouldn't give it to me freely. So she takes his mask off. and Just opens it a little, little bit. A little bit, a little bit. And so the energy is flowing out and is uh, covering her and Aaron. Mm-hmm. So she goes up to Aaron's uh, pod and puts her head against it. And it's not quite Unity, or she does something spiritual, mm-hmm. whatever it is. This this scene I found a little bit hokey. Yeah, same what? same to me because it looked like an Andre Lund commercial. Yeah, like we go in and we find there's like just an empty space, like dark background and like mist curling along the floor, mm-hmm. and Aaron is just kind of sat in uh, the ejector seat, sort of yeah, hung in the... slightly in midair. This all this all makes sense, but it's just the presentation of it is just a little bit cheesy, hokey. I know it's weird to say that for Farscape, but it does stand out a little bit. What got me was when they put on a fan, which makes Aaron's hair just yeah. wave about. It's, the hairstylist did a very good job, but like I said, it looks like a fucking hair shampoo commercial and all of a sudden. Being, she's being lit from the back in that sort of glowing light. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, like it's not great. <laughs> it maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Babylene. I don't know. She could have. It could have been a lot better. Let's put it. Let's be honest. Yeah. And but Zan says, it's like, do you know who I am? And Aaron doesn't say anything. He says, do you know who you are? And she gives her rank and serial yeah. number. You know, I carry in company, peacekeeper, fire, prowler, pilot, and it's like... Hmm. Quasar Regiment. That's also something I remember. Yeah, right. She uh, asks, have you come to reassign me? I said, no, I've come to take you back. Yeah. And then she initiates unity with Aaron. 
Yeah, so apparently it's a two-step process. Find soul, initiate unity with soul. Yeah, exactly. And they do the whole, you know, heads phasing through each other, looking out. Yeah, that was cool to see that go uh, come back only mm. for Eren and Zan. Uh, um, but now we know that uh, now Eren is lucid, I guess, and says, what are you doing? You shouldn't be here. Why are you here? And says, it's because I love you. But more importantly, Crichton loves you. And, you know, you take this gift for Crichton's sake. Yeah. You know, let me let me do this for you. Yeah, because their thoughts are linked. Eren can root around basically in Zan's head and is like, "No, I know you're not supposed to be here, and I can see what this gift would cost you. I don't want it." And yeah, she rejects it and breaks unity, and Zan like falls back from the uh, pod, and mm -hmm. uh, she sort of drops back to the floor. And hey, look, a peacekeeper commando is here, pointing a gun at her now. Oh, oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the, the, there's a plan that Scorpius and uh, Brock have brewed up. It's like, if we can take those two out, we, we should be able to get out safely. Yeah, without anybody else seeing us. Mm -hmm. And so another one is there guarding Stark and yeah, tells him to keep keep Stark, keep yeah, him alive. they want the Bannock slave. It's not entirely clear why, but I think he wants to put him back in the Aurora That's chair. That's exactly what I was assuming here. And keep torturing him. And Brock says, terminate the Delvian. But before the peacekeeper can fire, he gets shot. Yes. By, by... Aaron. Yep. Stepping out of the pod with the quilter blade. And just like, and it's like, oh shit, Aaron's alive again. And I just sighed. I was like, ah. Uh, I mean, okay. We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that towards the end, yeah. yeah. Um, but also, remember um, the last time we saw Doggo use the quarter blade? Ran out of charge. Yeah, so. Well then, how did she fire it? I'm assuming he put it, got his recharging ba uh, recharging cable, in, yeah. just plugged it into Moya. It's like, okay, I'm gonna leave this and be back in three <laughs> hours to be charged again. Yeah, but so yeah, Aaron is back. But from the sounds of things, it must have cost Zan something, which we will. She we'll, seems fine at the moment. So, Scorpius uh, realizes that the commanders are dead because they're not reporting in, and says, right, okay, we can't wait any longer. We've got to go now. Yep. And uh, Scarron is following Crichton and Dargo, but they're, again, they're trapped outside. They can't get inside. There's a jammed door. Because they were like, okay, we go through here. Ah, the Scarron. I don't think he likes the heat. Well, we go in here. Ah, goddammit. Door's jammed. Door's jammed. Oh, so they're trapped outside with the Scarron. That is not the type of thing you want to hear. Trapped outside with a Scarron. No, that's bad. So Dargo goes in with a knife and he's like, right, we're going to fight, and then stabs it, and it just breaks. Um, <laughs> I love how it's like, Unjammed the door. He just grabs a knife and we're like, oh, knife fight, knife fight. Ah, Frell. That's exactly what he says. He's like, oh, Frell. And just gets beaten up. It starts beaten up by the Scarron. Yeah. And so as this is going on, a peacekeeper, I think it's a Marauder or something, leaves the planet on a stealth trajectory. And of course, Talon and Kreis are like, hey, okay, there they are. Let's go after them. We'll follow them. Mm hmm. And, you know, this is cutting back and forth with the fight with uh, the Scarron. Yeah. And uh, the Scarron is, you know, hurting Dargo badly. And it gets shot then because Aaron comes through the open door. Yeah. And starts shooting it. And it, it, because of all the confusion and all the blizzard, they're not quite aware of this yet. It gets no, shot a few times. And I like that uh, Dargo and John are like, that's my quarter blade. That can't be. It's impossible. Yeah, you left it in the pod. And... and there's an open wound, gets shot a few times, Crichton stabs the open wound with an icicle. <laughs> yep. And apparently this and this is enough to take the Scarron out. 
I guess apparently ice inside a hot scarring is just not a good not idea. Bad idea. Yeah, I guess so. And then it collapses, and they look, and we see actually a really cool shot of Aaron standing there with the quarter blade, with the snow blowing and like a hair blowing in the wind as mm-hmm. well. It's pretty cool. And then it's did like, you, did you notice something about the stab wound location? Uh, it no. kept shifting sides during the scene. <laughs> oh, it must have been like she, mirrored when, or something. Yeah, yeah, when she opens, when she shoots it open, it's on his uh, left side. But then when uh, John stabs it in, it's also on the left side. But when the Scarin falls down and rolls over, it's suddenly on the right side. Oh, uh, right. Okay. <laughs> it's minor. It's not nothing yeah, to worry about. It's just those tiny things like, oh, hey, that's but, funny. But then they both realize now that Aaron is alive and John is like, no, no, that's impossible. It can't be. No, This no. must be a trick. This is this is Harvey. I don't know. Uh, uh. Uh, but they come in close and it's like, no, it's really me. I'm really here. And Sandy the Unity thing. Which, yeah, <laughs> which I feel is the best description of these a unity thing. Just yeah. did a unity thing. Don't know how that worked. Just she did a thing. <laughs> she did a thing. Um, and he can't. He still can't quite believe it. And it's oh, it's very emotional, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, meanwhile, with the uh, ship making the getaway and Grace pursuing, really cool scene. Oh yeah, we get some nice like way. CG shots. I think yeah. their, their budget went up for this. Or oh like, yeah, they did. Also, they have an even broader. Yep, and it used to be more cubey, and this one looks a little bit like you know, cross between an X wing and a Millennium Falcon ish something. Yeah, and they're flying along, being chased by uh, Talon, and meanwhile, over the comms, are like you know, cease the pursuit, and it's like this will only end in your death, Scorpius, and it's like. And he said, we have information on board this Marauder that could help us defeat the Scarrens. So, you, you know, you've given up on the Peacekeeper ways, but don't forget, you should consider your fellow Sebations. Yeah. Which is like, look, dude, I'm trying to save Sebations. I mean, even if you don't like the Peacekeepers, you can't just want your whole species to die. And it's interesting, because from what we've seen of Scarrens, they seem to not be a very nice people. No. So it's it's possible that even though... The peacekeepers are also not very nice. That they may be the lesser of two evils. Who knows? Possibly. I guess. I do like that. Grace counters with, "Yeah, you consider one specific, uh, yeah, Sebastian that you killed, yep. Officer Aaron's son, and is pursuing." As they round a meteorite, we see the command carrier in the distance. Yeah, and like, oh shit! He says, "You can't take on a command carrier. You won't fire. You'll be blown out." And Kray says, oh, you think so? Talon, are we in agreement? Fire. And they shoot the Marauder out of the sky. It explodes. And just, like, they're doing this while the, while the, basically while the command carrier is firing on them. Yeah. I'm assuming they ca- the, 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 the carrier can't do full bursts because the Marauder is in front. Yeah, exactly. So they, they shoot the Marauder down and they're able to get Fly away. Fly through uh, a piece of the uh, part of the um, command carrier and just take off. Yeah, and they blow it up, and Chris contacts pilot says, Scorpius is dead, we blew up his ship, and we're out of here. So they draw yeah, well, the carrier away and starburst. Yeah, and he says, Aaron's son's death has been avenged. Yeah. She's not dead, but they don't know that yet. And so pilot tells the others, and uh, Stark says, with Zan, Tokot's dead, Grunschlick is in a cryogenic pod, and <laughs> Crichton's like, okay, well... Oh, let's get out of here. Everyone's back together. Let's mm-hmm. go. But let's take the Interons with, with us. The, the the guys in the pods that they were going to use as donors for Crichton. Yeah, the other two possible donors for Crichton. Yeah, and it says, as one of them died at my hands, it's my fault. And maybe, like Aaron, they can be saved. 
according to Stark, their souls were actually closer. So yeah, we'll see. And everyone is like, why? Why are you taking them? It's like, I. I Crichton feels like he owes it to them, I think. Yeah, and also, in in some ways, species-wise, he's related, apparently. Well, yeah. At least very close to each other. I have a feeling I know what these people are going to represent. <laughs> All right, so they head back to Moya, and, uh, I mean, we've kind of seen this bit coming, but um, because, if you notice, during that whole chase scene with uh, Marauder and Crace, you never see inside. No. You only see Crace and Talon chasing it from the you know, outside, and uh, that... That's because, hey, guess what? Braca and Scorpius were not on the ship. No, they just put the pilot in there. It's like distraction. They were still at the base. Yeah. Once everybody left, they can now leave. And I'm like, oh, cheeky. Yeah, cheeky, very cheeky, nice. Big, cheeky. And I like that Braca is like, oh, the Marauder will pick us up soon. Scorpius asks, what happened to the other Marauder? Oh, our, the pilot died. Guess he wasn't as good as he thought he was. <laughs> I love Bra- that. Braca's a little bit cheeky about that. He's think- like, ha. Lassel. <laughs> oh, what's coming to him? He's a bit—he's a bit too happy about that. Actually, it was um, Scorpius says like uh, Officer Cobran overestimated his piloting skills. So yep. I think both of them didn't like him because he was, no. you know, <laughs> he was an overconfident little shit, basically. Yeah, <laughs> young. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and they're like, we'll put you on okay. there. Sure, go test your piloting skills, and he yeah, gets blown like, up. <laughs> if if you fail, there's also no harm. Exactly. I don't care. Yeah, and so we talked about this previously but how you know oh no scorpius is dead oh no wait he isn't really i like this yeah this is better because this is a it's in the same episode and b it's very quickly it's you, yeah. you don't hang around and they, there's in this case it's just used as a good little turn and Everyone's also like, oh, like, clever play like i said there are a few little clues that it's that that something else is going on mm-hmm. that you don't see scorpius inside the marauder you know, you don't see that, and it's like it's kind of a few little hints of for like dramatic yep. ir- irony, mm-hmm. and so I, I mean, once again, everyone on the crew thinks Scorpius is dead, but we know we the audience yeah. know that he isn't. No, and, rather than finding out at the same time as them. And apparently, he's like, we're not gonna give chase to Talon or anything because they have a new gamut base, a few yeah. thousand researchers, and of exactly. priceless information ready to get to work. Oh, oh dear. So they're going to start decoding the wormhole information. Oh, oh boy. All right. So we go back again up to Moya and we've got, oh, this is awkward. Chiana, Jothi, and Dargo, and Rigel are all in the food room. And um, Rigel says, oh, yes, the time up here, Jothi and Chiana's time, it was productive. And uh, again, that <laughs> wording makes me think you might know a thing or two. Yeah. But uh, they're giving him some food, and Dargo says, like, I've got two excellent cooks. I couldn't be happier. Like, (laughs) I'm the luckiest man alive. Awkward. You can see Chiana and Jothi share a look of, like, oh, we we feel horrible right now. What have we done? Yeah, yeah, you maybe should have thought about that. Tiny, Tiny little thing, by the way, when they were leaving the planet... Stark at some point said, because uh, they ask, for, what happened to Grinchlik? And, and I like that Stark says, he's dead, effectively. Yeah. This, he's standing he's, in front of uh, w- one of the, um, the pods pod. yeah. that has Grinchlik in there. And it's like, oh, oh, that's cold, Stark. That's cold. Get out. <laughs> Get out? It, it, it is cold, but yes. Yeah, yeah I know what you mean. <laughs> I wrote that down. Right, that's one I wrote one. it down. I was like, "Oh, that's actually also a very clever pun. I'm gonna use that." 
clever. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're one, we're one for one here, so it's all yeah. even. The episode. <laughs> all right, so now we're up with um, Crichton, who's looking at the the cryogenic pods that they took with them of the Interons. And mm -hmm. um, Aaron joins him, and he says, you know, are you done making your rounds to everybody? So, yeah. And she's like, I shouldn't be here. And he says, it's exactly where you should be. And thank God they actually do this. They both say that they, they both say I love you to each other. Yeah, uh, yeah, they do, but... But things are not that simple, of course. Oh. But they, they say I love you... And they start kissing and you know embracing, and it's very—it's not like light. It's like very emotional. They're really getting, starting to get into it. But Aaron pulls back, and she's like, "Nope, nope, I will not act on it. I won't be the cause of anyone else's death because my judgment was faulty. I won't any, allow anyone else to sacrifice their life for mine." Oh, of all the lines, I hope they forget about in this season. I hope it's that one because I. So I, I, sorry, but I really hate it when series just do the whole will they, won't they, and just stretch it out way too long. Okay, but so this isn't... A, I, I disagree that this is a will they, won't they. I don't think it is, because clearly will they, won't they is like there's, there's tension between them and we don't know if they're going to start anything. They have. It's mm -hmm. begun and it's tried to go further and we know that Erin pushes people away. We know that's a, a thing she has and we know that that's kind of been... Uh, worn down by Crichton, but events in the last few episodes have kind of built that back up again. Mm -hmm. So I'm not. It's the fact that we th that they stay at that point. It's like, okay, are they finally? Yes, okay, no, no. There's something else that they're uh, ma make sure that this relationship okay. can't evolve beyond this point. We'll, like I said, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I think it, this has the potential. Again, we have to kind of get through to Aaron again, and I don't. I do actually buy it. You know, it's not like I. That's I. It's played perfectly fine. I buy it completely. Yeah. It's just a structure, a story structure thing. I yeah. hate with theory sometimes. Yeah, I, I see what you mean, but what I mean is like it doesn't then feel like they're doing that just for the sake of drama. It's like this makes sense for their characters. Mm. Like that from it's, those, those, those two are hard to disconnect. But let's let's finish the episode and talk about all that. Later. All right, sure. Because yeah, Crichton says, "Well, wait. What do you mean, not going to allow anyone else to sacrifice their life for mine?" Mm -hmm. Because then we go to see uh, Stark and Zan, and Zan is lying down on a bed, and Stark is holding her hand, and uh, Crichton, her head. Crichton comes in and says what's up and she says you know what i did to bring aaron back it's like yeah it was a gift of spiritual energy it's like yes took everything i had and he says was there anything i can do to help it's like no there's nothing uh, but Crichton won't accept that but she says yeah, I, have. I have i'm, I'm dying. dying oh and you know end credits <laughs> I, I know it's it's now it's unfair towards the series but i'll believe it when i see it yeah, I, I get that. Like, I've, I've I've seen a lot of deaths negated in the last few episodes. <laughs> this is very true. Yeah, we. Yeah. But like we said before, a cost has to be paid for these things. Yeah. Okay. And that's why I, I was hoping. Look. Okay. I'll be completely honest. I knew I knew Aaron was coming back. Yeah, last, I did too. Last season. We did I, too. I knew that. Perfect. I know enough about the series to know who leaves and who doesn't. Yeah. But I will on occasion have it up a bit. Yeah, the we, audience I mean, listening. we like to evaluate the episodes on their own terms. Yes. To try not to look at them with the knowledge of the rest of what comes after. No. So that, you know, it's 
I think it's more fair to evaluate them as they are. And it's... also, on one hand, I kind of hate that they completely undo Aaron's death within one episode. I mean, you have to take into consideration that it is between end of season two and beginning of season three. Exactly. That's what I wanted yeah. to add, because there would have been a long period. That's, they structured it to be a TV series. Exactly. Us yeah. watching it in this, at this speed is slightly unfair. Yeah. If it had just been, this, if this had been our two-parter towards the end of uh, season two, it would have, we would, there would be a much would bigger problem with that. Yeah. yeah definitely. I'm, st- I'm still saddened that they do it this quickly, but fair. I think, actually, funnily enough, because of, you know, the season break, like we said, I didn't have a problem with them bringing Aaron back quite so quickly, because, again, mm-hmm. a cost is paid, it's not an easy fix. Uh, the, the, like I said, weirdly, the thing I had more of a problem with was how quickly they fixed John's speech, because they go through the whole of, like, we don't know if this is going to work, or we don't have this donor, oh, Stark killed this donor, oh. and then, like, it's like, oh, he's, he's fine now. About that! Remember I said I had a nice idea about that? What they yeah, should have done is remove this speech for the entire episode and then have a speech come back and the first word being Aaron when Ooh, he sees her again. that'd be nice. Yeah, like, it, they do the procedure. They're not sure if it's worked. And then you know, he's trying to talk to Dargo. And then when Aaron comes through, then he... Yeah, that'd be good. That, I mean, that, that would require that he can't talk and he wouldn't be able to tell them that Scorpius is gone. Yeah, that he, does uh, introduce a, it, a few other problems. You, you'd have to completely rewrite the episode. And yeah. It probably doesn't work. I know what... You, yeah, I... Yeah, I, I guess it would introduce a whole bunch of problems. It just seemed yeah. like they were like, oh, hey, quick fix. Oh, there we go, it's done. <laughs> that's, that's the part I, I will actually forgive them for. There's other parts I'm just... Not so sure about, yeah. Uh, All right. It's, it's Aaron coming back, and what was the other thing I was complaining about? <laughs> like, today, not just in general. Oh, um, I mean... Oh, that... the, the will they, won't they? Yeah, it does seem like a little bit of a setback for... Um, John and Aaron. Although, I think we're not, we're definitely not back at square one. Like, no. they know they, they have admitted that they love each other and that they have feelings for each other and that they do want to, but Aaron has a They've problem. They've done that before. They've I know. done that like half a season ago when they said, uh, what was it? When they did it without actually saying anything during uh, Look at the Princess with the drops. Yeah. They already knew where they stood with each other. Again, this is, again, this is explicit, but um, it's like. <sighs> I think it has the potential to do something interesting. I hope that they can move on because the thing I yeah. really, which really grinds my gears in movies but also in series, is that they always go for the developing of the relationship. It's always about how you find somebody, how you fall mm. in love, and that's where it ends. And never yeah, goes. Which which they did with. Dargo and Chiana, which I found very interesting because yeah. they are like, okay, they're now a couple and... Where do you go from there? That's not the, the end point that of they're the story, realizing yeah. that they're different people and wondering does this work? And now this whole wrinkle with Jothi, which I say frell them, but dramatically it's very interesting. Yeah, like you say, you know, people become a couple and they have a relationship, but that's not the end of the story, you know, no. it doesn't just stop there. <laughs> And that's why I'm hoping that I kind of want them to do the same with Aaron and John. Like, can we please get to the next stage yeah. of this relationship? It's I want, been go- I want it's different been, stories. It's been building for such a, a long time that we'll, that uh, yeah, it's kind of at the point of like, yeah, come on, let, let's let's do something with this. I've, I've reached the point where I've seen more than enough stories about will they, won't they, that I'm <laughs> probably for for my life. I, I'm probably yeah, full. yeah. I think again, it's like it's Farscape, you know. 
uh, just repeating that story. Yeah, no, that's fair. It's it's probably not fair to put uh, the whole weight of a trope on <laughs> yeah, Farscape specifically. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. It's just some. It's just something I. It's and, just something I find annoying in media. And I will say, like, we're this this series was from you know, uh, early two thousands, and TV and media has come a long way since then. Yes, that is true. So you know, we seem to be like in more dramatic television, you know, kind of moving past that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, all right. So I think if there was anything else we wanted to talk about, I mean, we talked about the new titles and new theme, which yep. is. Uh, so There's could... also a theme, a new theme at the end again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the visuals are like this music. Eh. Not so big a fan. I think you'll get used to it. <laughs> I'll have to. I yeah, guess you have to. I will have at least one more season of of it. <laughs> I don't know if they change it up for season four, but I don't know. We'll Didn't... see. We shall see. So, all right, where do we want to put this episode? Where do you want to rate this one? I, I'd say it's. I was I was like working my way down through. It's like not five out of five. There's enough problems I have with it that I'm yeah. not going to give it full marks agree somewhere between three and four I'm going for three yeah somewhere between three and four i i would it's it was almost there at a four almost like mm-hmm. there but there are a few things also i think watching it the first time the scarin part it felt like it added a few extra elements to it that may that made it a little bit unfocused uh, that might have actually been the case there's there's a lot of things happening all at the same time all yeah different parallel to each other, the whole Harvey thing. I like the Scarum because I like adding an extra an extra party to a conflict. When there's two, suddenly there's three. But it, they probably should have, if they introduced the Scarum, they probably should have done it early in the episode for that. If they yeah, really because at, at, at the point at which it comes in, it's like, okay, now he's suddenly an extra antagonist and a thing for them to deal with when they have enough problems already. Yeah, know? and they solve it pretty quickly. Yeah, it doesn't last very long, and it's like, I can... It, it, it fits, but it it felt a little... Certainly on the first time through, I was like, this is a little bit disjointed, but... I yeah. give it I give it I give it a three and I'll say it's a strong three and oh, yeah, no, almost it's... you know, almost up the next level, but just not and it, quite. And there's nothing wrong with the three. That's just No, a... it's fine. It's good. Uh it's like three is a good episode. Four is a great episode. Five is a fantastic episode. Yeah, ones and twos are where you really start to have problems. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's where you really don't want to be. You can't uh, actually, always have four and fives. I mean, we put the the difficulty up in season two. Are we doing That's the same? Are, do, are we doing the same here oh, for season no, three? No, 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 no. I'm not moving it up because I, d- despite the number of fives we've given in season two, mm. aside from the way the, we weren't, there was nothing that felt really needed a six. I see what you mean. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm completely okay with. The way we were currently having the honor of being the best episode. <laughs> All I right, think that's, okay. a, that's enough to put a, a, to show that it's the highest. Six. Yeah, and I think if we did do this for this series season and then for season four, we get to an odd p- position where you would have to work really hard to get like a five. Yeah, and every, the, an average episode would be a t- like be a weird thing. I, I mean, it's you still need to do something to impress me for oh yeah for five, but it's it can be very different things. <laughs> All right, so I think it's fair to say we on the whole, enjoyed this episode while there were a few issues with it. Yeah. And more importantly, it presents some things that, that we hope that they not have to fix, but like, okay, you've set this up, so now do something interesting with it that we haven't seen before, like, you know, Aaron and Crichton's relationship. It's like, yeah. okay, you're doing this again. Not please. necessarily a huge fan of that, but please do something interesting with it. Mm-hmm. Do something new. 
Yes, exactly. And again with Zan, it's like Zan's dying. Are you gonna get where are we gonna go with that? Is it gonna be for real? Is it gonna be not for real? You know, do something interesting mm-hmm. with it. So we'll see. So let's talk about what's up next week. Uh, episode two is called Sons and Lovers. Now, Sons is spelled, oh boy. you know, S-U-N-S. It's a it's a pun. I have a, I have a feeling I know what which two relationships this episode is going to be about. Also, actually, I didn't. I realized you didn't talk about this, but now with the new titles, we actually get episode titles. Yeah, the they actually they actually show the name of the episode in the in the uh, in the titles. Yeah, at the end just, of it. It's just on like a like a plain like simple screen, but it says you know what the episode. Season of death. Yeah, so yeah, episode two, sons and lovers. Let's see what we've got. Yeah, I think this is not a heavily spoiler-filled um, synopsis or like preview, but uh, the crew of Moya arrive at a supposedly cursed space station. Oh boy! Which is hit by a massive energy storm. And they do their best to rescue survivors. And there's another storm coming in. And they have to try and unravel this plot and find out what's going on. Okay. So it sounds like another, you know, regular thing of the week episode. I like it. I'm completely okay with thing of the week episodes. Yeah, we we need kind of like a cool down from what's Mm. been going on. So yeah, that was Season of Death. Pretty good. And we'll see where they go from here. I mean... Yeah, but yeah, that would be it from us this week. Thank you for joining us for uh, the beginning of season three and for everything so far. It's it's kind of crazy that we're already at season three now. It's kind of nuts <laughs> <laughs> to think we've come this far and still need to go equally far. <laughs> yeah, we're half. Oh, we're halfway there. Um, yeah. Sort of. We'll yeah, because we still got to do peacekeeper wars after all of this. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's yeah, fine. be fine. Yeah. So yeah, we're looking forward to doing season three and. I do know there's going to be some very interesting stuff coming up soon. In the I'm, first, look, I'm in looking the, forward to it. In the first chunk of episodes. So, yeah, we'll okay. see where we go with that. And, uh, yeah, but uh, that's it from us this week. I've been Carmel Hats and Red Nightmare. Thank you for joining me, as always. As always. Thank you. And you can find us around the web on Twitter at Carmel Hats and at Vodolkin in Tree. And go to carmelhats.co.uk for previous episodes, my other projects. All of which are supported by the Carmel Hats Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Carmel Hats. So thank you to everybody uh, for supporting that and making this possible. And uh, we'll see you all next time. Have a good week. Goodbye for now. Bye. Bye. Ah, all right. Well, I think that went well. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, hey, what's that over there? Huh? What? What? Oh, ah. Alright, this had better work. Okay, just gonna put this on and then... Three, two, one... Assuming direct control. Oh. Oh, this is weird. But, okay. No, I, I can pretend to be Dutch. Um, tulips, tulips, clogs, weed, windmills, tulips. Yes, okay, this works. <laughs>